0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and feature titan today, Colton Lindsey. Colton, thanks so much for taking the time, man. It's an honor to have you on the show.
1: What's up, my man? Thank you for having me here, I'm stoked. For sure. And all the way from Ogden, Utah, correct? All the way here from Ogden, Utah. Where are you at? I'm not even Col- sure. Colorado. Yeah, we're not Colorado. too far. Right? Oh, that's not even too far at all, man. You know, that's a few cool.
0: few mountain states, you know, the skiing and snowboarding's good in both locations. You know, there's no complaints. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool, man. But yeah, I just I'm super excited to have you on, Colton. And I just an absolute honor. I can't wait to really just share your story and your background and and really tools and tactics have you grown and scaled your business and share it with so many others. So uh, if you're ready to roll, man, I just want to dive into yeah, the back. Yeah, dude,
1: let's rock into it. I'm trying to just share this, but I'm kind of halfway not figuring it out. All right, here we go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's All make right. it happen.
0: Love it, man. So I guess let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, listen, so uh, I'm Colton Lindsay, obviously from Ogden, Utah. I've been in business now. I was thinking about this the other day. It's crazy. I started in 2005 in the real estate industry. Here we are, 2019. I'm going on 15 years. Uh, here in 2020. So been around for a minute, failed yeah. the first couple of years and probably definitely the first 10 months I failed in real estate. I sold two houses. One was to my sister. So that had to happen. Right? right. And then the other one was like, if you remember 2000, it was 2006 at the time, housing market was crazy here. New construction was wild. This was before the crash. And I just got a walk in and sent them over to a new construction site and got that deal under contract without doing anything. So those were my two deals. And then I realized I didn't know what the freak I was doing, man. Uh, And that's when I started with a guy named Bob Leffler, company called Fearless Agent. And that's where I learned to prospect, generate leads. Went on to 20 deals a year, 30, 40, clipped to my peak by a single agent, 75 deals a year. Um, And to where we're at today, where I got my sales team. I don't actively sell today. My sales team do somewhere around depending on the year, 65 to 80 deals a year. Lovely. Plus I got my brokerage that sells about 150, 145, 150 homes a year as well as our brokerage. Wow. Um, and then the WGR Academy, right? Like the, we, the education side of things, we help people grow their business in three areas. One, it's naturally scale the business through, through leverage, okay? okay? Becoming an owner, not an operator, Greg. And I think that's really important because there's a lot of people talking about, oh, you need to do all the deals yourself. Like, no, we get into real estate for time and money not to become a slave to our business, working eight days a week, 27 hours a day, right? That's step one, grow, scale the business and, and leverage yourself. Step two is to create financial freedom. And this is my personal belief is that we've never been taught that as real estate. We hear about passive income. I think passive income is a little bit of a hoax. I don't think it's real, but I think leveraged residual income is real. And if you manage your cash flow the right way, you can create that. And if you create tax-free wealth, no one's talking about this in our industry today, Hmm. at least on a high level. And then the third, which I'm most stoked about, Greg, is is be addicted to life. Wake up every single morning Hmm. to make a
0: difference and to be fulfilled from the core. So
1: I had some some learning curves along the way over that 15 years, but that's it in a nutshell.
0: Well, right. I, and obviously that leads into so many different things that we're going to dive into here shortly, but obviously already packed with a ton of info. I want to I wanna back up just a little bit at the very beginning, Colin, because you know, 15 years is a chunk of time, obviously knocking on 2020's door. So I want to look at it this way, is thought process. Why real estate in the first place? What yep. got you into the business? I mean, and then obviously to where you are to today.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm blessed you know to get into real estate my mom she worked as a secretary for a real estate company for 42 years
2: okay. so when i
1: was a kid i'd show up at the real estate office and i would see people that, i remember this one guy drove a red hummer and i was like dude i want a hummer i don't know why <laughs> hummers are ugly right but to <laughs> yeah. me it was like an expensive car i didn't grow up rich i grew up middle class my dad worked at the gas company for 40 years my mom was a secretary in fact i earn in a year now what it took my mom 15 years to earn and wow. which is this is incredible so i was Unreal. I, I was blessed with parents that put me in that space. It was kind of like the outlier situation. I was in the right time at the right place and I got around that environment. So the eighth grade, I did a job shadow on that guy that had the red Hummer. So I learned okay. a little bit about real estate. Well, at least I thought I learned a little bit. I had no clue, truly. Okay. Um, then I became a senior in high school and I got to do a senior project on the career I want to go into. I was like, I'm going to be a realtor, dude. So
2: right.
1: I did my senior project on being a realtor and then uh, – I went on a mission when I was 19 for the Mormon church, came home, got my license and just went straight into business. So, wow, man. um, that was, I, I just was grew up around the idea of it because of my mom being a secretary.
0: Unbelievable. And and I think that that's what's really interesting to me is so many different professionals from so many different walks of life get into this business and they have wild success with so many different principles and and massive amounts of action and consistency as you have and and continue to do. Um, But I always like to ask that particular question into it. So with when it comes down to uh, WGR, I I want to give the audience a little bit more information about that because there's different levels or tiers. If you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about what, why that started and then kind of what those two tiers yeah. are.
1: You and know, what WGR came from originally I, I, when I was actively selling my real estate uh, myself. I did a lot of for sale by owners okay. early in the early days. Mm-hmm. And I would call for sale by owners and say, hey, this is Colton Lindsay, the world's greatest realtor. And it. then it started sticking around the community, right? Like other oh, realtors were getting pissed off because like they heard my name out and about. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go get the website. So I got the world's greatest com. Mm. And then as I started growing, people started complaining. I didn't realize it was actually a code of ethics violation.
2: Mm. Okay. I, I so wouldn't have known that.
1: you can't you can't use the word realtor because it's trademarked in a general form. So, like the idea, mm. the world's greatest realtor is generalized. Okay. You can't yeah. say your neighborhood realtor, you can't say something like that. You can say your name and realtor. So mm. I got a cease and desist order from the National Association of Realtor.
2: Wow. I was like, well,
1: shoot, what am I gonna do? So I heard, and I actually was gonna change it to the WGR.com. And it was, our, someone owns it, some weird old lady in Illinois or something. And she, she doesn't even use it. Try to sell it to me for like a thousand bucks. I'm like, okay, I'll be the WGR, I'll be the-wgr.com. That was my okay. new website. Okay. And I just threw up some crappy logo at the time. And my, my marketing was on point, but my branding was ugly. The logo was ugly, right? So I threw a thing out there on Facebook. And one of my past clients, who's been an amazing client of mine, she does graphic design. And she's like, hey, let me create something new for you. And she created the whole new look for the WGR a few years ago. And, Sweet. um, so yeah, that's that's where the brand came from. I believe it's this is um we're in an attraction-based marketing business. Anyone thinks we're salespeople, that is important to be aware of, but we're really in the marketing business and mm-hmm. you're building a personal brand. And so what I've learned is a, you gotta have a tribe, a network. Mm-hmm. Who are you delivering the message to? Okay. Second thing is deliver the message. What's the message? And so we look at the WGR brand and it's making difference. I had a great friend of mine pass away in 2016 that made me really consider some things about when, before I pass away and, um, before I die, man, I just want to make a difference for people. So that's the message we deliver to our tribe. Our tribe is our real estate clients. It's people on social media. It's people in our academy. Like right now I'm delivering a message and inviting more people into the tribe. Right. Right. And then the third thing is how are we going to deliver that message and do it repetitively and which is so easy in today's world with right. the, the digital world. And so what I did is because of how I'd set things up, it started flowing that realtors across North America were reaching out to me mm-hmm. thinking it was going to help my real estate and sales business grow. That was my, my original intention to grow the real estate business. And then I was like, well these guys, A, they need to help make more money, which everyone wants, but the part that I really tapped into is I started finding these people making a lot of money. But they weren't fulfilled, Greg. They weren't happy. They were actually quite miserable, which sure. that was a space I went through for a long time with a lot of drugs and alcohol. Um, and so that's what I've tapped into. So the two different tiers, well, there's a free one, obviously the Academy is free, okay. but then it's the WGR Alliance. This is for realtors doing less than 20 deals a year, okay. and which is, you, you know, these numbers, 87 to 90% of realtors are going to get into the business, fill out in one to two years. It's just the statistics. They're going to sure. be out. And those that do actually make it through that, they're gonna peak between 20 to 30 deals a year. They're gonna make maybe 150K at best. Right. And they're and so so I, I figured out, okay, A, can I help people get to that point? Get through the survival rate. And that's the the alliance. Okay, it's a one-year program, it's a thousand bucks, it's super inexpensive, but it's to wow. get you to that six figures, 20 deals a year mark. Okay, and then there's there's what I call a level three agent. This is where the mastermind starts. You're doing hmm. at least 20 to 20 to 40 deals a year to get started. 150, 250,000 revenue, but I'm going to teach you how to cash flow manage because I want you to create financial freedom. I want your residual income, your leverage residual income to pay for your lifestyle. And then, um, then from there, there's level four and five, which is, you know, you are the owner of the business. So for example, I look at my business, I sold five homes in the last 12 months out of 150 transactions. Wow. You, you see me? So, mm-hmm. uh, when we look at it that way, it's how do you get to that point? It doesn't mean I sit on my ass all the time. No. But how do you get to that point? And there's certain steps. And not only that, dude, I only work three and a half, maybe four days a week. Hmm. I'm a single dad. I got my kids every Thursday to Monday. Um, so I leverage myself a bit with my assistant there. But for the most part, I'm not, I'm not the hustle and grind. I work six hours, seven hours on a workday when mm-hmm. I do work. And it's three and a half, four hours a day or four days a week. But how do you get to that point?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's what we really go over in the mastermind. And, and then I, I realized, too, we're living in a world where I'm not the smartest guy out there. I'm just, this is reality. And, sure. and so there's no one that's that, that, that smart. So the mastermind concept is, is, what if you could get with one of our mastermind partners, Shauna Overman, she's 31. Okay. She'll do 150 deals this year with her team and her brokerage. And, um, but she did that within three years. She went from 40 deals a year to 150 deals a year,
2: hmm. from
1: 100K a year to 700K, 657 700K a year. What if you could get information from her as well? What if you could learn from her as well? Mm-hmm. Follow me here or yeah. Al oh, Tory. Yeah one of our other awesome mastermind partners, he's out of Boca Raton, Florida. He, wow. he literally, when he joined my mastermind in 2016, he was a pharmacist, so he wasn't selling real estate. Right. He had $700 in his bank account. He's a wife, he's got three kids, and he goes on to make 260 grand in his first 12 months. Now he's, he's a level four agent, doing mm-hmm. a half a million dollars a year. His wife's in the business now, they have agents to work. Like, how do you do that in such a short amount of time and so that's the purpose of the mastermind is to get around those people that are playing at that level. Like another mastermind partner, Madhu, um, she's out of um, Canada. She's the oh, yeah. number one, take this out, number one selling agent in EXP in Canada.
0: That's huge. And
1: and then she's the number three selling agent in all of North America in EXP. EXP's wow. got like 25,000 agents now. Oh, yeah. So those are the type of people that you get to learn from when you get into the concept of the mastermind. So Hopefully wow. that answers your question in the yeah,
0: it, it does. And again, just giving the audience a, a little bit of information into that. And so where's the best place to, to, I guess, to find it? And you kind of already mentioned the website, but just so we have it in there again, I'll put it in the links, but mm-hmm. where, where can everybody, uh, top producers? For the best,
1: the best go, go, go check me out on, on Instagram. There's a okay. link for the mastermind application there. Plus we actually have a swipe up going on there like almost every day to okay. learn about the Alliance. Love it. But that's the best place. The WGR on Instagram. Um, or you can fill out, you can find out about the mastermind application, www.thewgrmastermind.com.
0: Okay, perfect. But
1: we're really clear. Like you, you've got to be that level three agent to mm-hmm. be a part of the mastermind. Like, you, like it doesn't make sense to put a brand new agent into that program because they are just not. You're not there yet psychologically. So. Sure.
0: And I think that's intelligent for that scope to really take your steps and the time to learn what you need to learn so that you can handle that workload as it, as it grows and grows and grows. And it's not just right. the the tactical application, but the mindset portion. I mean, you, your life changes, your mind changes, the way that you look at your time and your value with the people you're spending it with and the, the actions that you're taking. I mean, to me, that that's brilliant. You know, so I, I can't wait, Colton, just to 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 throw those links in it, hopefully everybody out there, you know, takes a look at this and, and really reaches out to Colton. And, and uh, I'll put links down below, Instagram website. Well,
1: and like here's that. what's important about like we just did an event. Uh, I have three major events a year. The one I just did recently from the Mastermind Partners in Boca Raton, Florida. Okay, but it's not traditional. Like, truthfully, at that event, here's when you get to that point, Greg, where you're making at least 150, 250 thousand dollars a year. To scale your business, it's no longer about strategy and techniques and tools, right? Like, mm-hmm. its skill set is 10 to 15 percent of it. The, the mechanic side, the rest of it, it's psychological, and emotional. Mm. And so if you can learn awesome. to a raise your emotional state to that, that space of enthusiasm, excitement, certainty, and, and peace, how many realtors or people in general today don't experience peace. Like I, I bet you have people listening to this show right now, they go to bed at night and their wheels are still turning in their head. They can't fucking sleep because they're thinking about, did I get this done? Did I return that? How do I do this? And, and they're stressed. They can't even sit at the dinner table. Without thinking about the stuff they need, and you see it all the time. Yeah. Like I was yeah. at a at my daughter's field trip here a couple months ago. It's the middle of the day, and I, I know whose realtors are not in my community. There's just one realtor there the whole fucking time. He's on his phone, and I'm just thinking that sucks. Yeah, like how it's do tough. we help people get out of that space? The other thing I've ran into a lot is I've been really open about um, you know my use with drugs and alcohol over the years. Sure, which is triggered people. I get people all the time reaching out to me, dude. Listen, I am three to five Oxycontins a day right now, dude, like I've been wow. drinking, I've been drinking this much vodka every day for the last 47 days. Right. Like mm. I've, so many people that we've helped get into that process to cure that, uh, cure that problem that they're, they're dealing with. But what I found out is everyone has it at a, at a, at a baseline. If you're not sure. uh, addicted to drugs or alcohol, you're addicted to something. Is it your social media? Is it your spending? Is it your food? Is it your narcissism? Is it, what is it? And you can cure that through, through, uh, mindfulness, truthfully what mm-hmm. it is, is mindfulness, breath, work, different activities like that.
0: Uh, I mean, th- this is, this is hugely applicable in going into it. And then we'll keep going into that form when it comes to the advisory portion, because we're already diving deep into this goal. This is mm-hmm. super awesome. So I, w- I want to ask the next question, because this gives everybody a little bit deeper window into you as a, as a mm-hmm. man, as a professional. And this question I know gets thrown around quite a bit, but this is really crucial for this particular series is what's your why? I mean, what, what motivates you? What drives you every day? What gets you out of bed to do what you do, Colton, to the level that you do it at?
1: Yeah, truthfully, I think why is a fucking bullshit. Okay. I do it because I can. Like, I, I wake up, I'm going to die one day. What am I going to do with my life? You know, a lot of people use their kids as their why. I think it's bullshit. You don't sure. do it for your kids. You do it for yourself because you fucking can. Hmm. And, you know, the old, the old analogy is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a, a, a horse drink. Um, sure. You just make the horse fucking thirsty. The horse <laughs> can start to drink. You're the horse. Get thirsty for it. How do you build that burning desire, that drive inside of you? You tell yourself that. You use your reticular activating system to do that.
0: Hmm.
1: To me, at the end of the day, like, can I make a difference? Yes. Am I going to choose that? Absolutely. But I do because I fucking can
0: Wow. I, and I love that answer all the way through and through. And no offense to anybody who, if kids or their kids are wide, their family, or I mean, there's so, there's so many difference, right? But you're, you're right. straight to the point, and I think that makes sense. I mean, you have the capability and the ability to do so. So why aren't you doing that? And, and to me, mm-hmm. if you go a step further into that, you'd be doing a disservice not just to yourself, but right. to everybody who's around you by not trying because you have the ability to do so. And without you even really going into it that way everything that you're doing because you can, and you can succeed to that higher level, you are affecting your kids. You are affecting, Absolutely. Your, you are yeah. affecting your family. You know what I mean?
1: hundred so- percent. I mean, you gotta understand, like I, I have the stewardship of being the person that teaches my children behaviors. And sure. I clearly want to teach them behaviors, but they're on their own journey. It's them that's gonna choose. Like there's so many people that have taught their kids great behaviors and they turned out to be fuck ups. But there's All a right. lot of people that have grown up in the fucking ghetto and they turn out to be amazing. Right. All you can do is guide your journey, and you can love and support the people that are uh, come along your journey along mm-hmm. the way. You, you, know, you follow me here? I do. that movie Signs with Mel Gibson. Remember yeah. that old movie uh-huh. Signs? Yeah. Right, that's how life is in a sense that it gets clear to the point to the end where that alien is inside of that room, and he has the flashback of his wife squished up into the, the tree in the car, and she says, swing away. And then all of a sudden, you know, the brothers got the, the fucking bat right there with the cups of water everywhere and it all <laughs> clicks and all these things line up. I mean, we're here by design. We live in a freaking on a planet. We're floating here in the middle of outer space grade, close enough to the sun we're not freezing, but far enough away we're not melting. And as far as I know, the planets around us don't have any life form. As fuck, as far as I know, I don't even know if they exist. I'm just being told that by other people. <laughs> sure, you know I mean? right? Yeah. And, and at one point, or we're like, it's estimated 7.5 billion people today. Hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk's thrown out the number that a one in 400 trillion chance that your sperm is the winner. Dude, you're a walking fucking miracle.
0: Yeah, well said. Right? When
1: we can look at it as a wonder and an awe and an amazement, we're really not in fucking control of anything. Hmm. It's like we're in a fucking roller coaster ride. Keep your arms and legs in and enjoy the fucking ride.
0: Yeah. Enjoy it. I, would love that all the way through and through. And you're so right about it. the, the lack of control. And there's so many people that are controlling or control freaks or however you want to call it or, or, or perfection is that illusion sort of scenario. And I, I agree with that. I think the the few things, if any, that we have control over in my humble opinion, correct me if I'm wrong or disagree, but uh, it's not so much what's happening all around us, but the, the decisions that we're making, right? So if I decide to take action, if I decide to put my time or effort into something, I'm making that happen directly. Yeah. Now what happens after my decision to take that action, I don't have control over whether it no. works, whether it doesn't, whether it's successful or fails. I, I think that, which is the majority of our lives, but the few things that we can control, you, you got to do it. And the top producers yeah. are all over. They really, really do. I
1: think there's one major thing that I can control, and that's my awareness. Because when I'm aware, like the other day, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Brian Cassell. He's a great freaking friend of mine. Yeah. You should interview him if you haven't interviewed him on the podcast. we
0: had Brian on the show. Yeah. Out of LA, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a great friend of mine. And he put a post on his social media the other day, and uh, it was about creating thoughts. And I. I just disagreed with him with the fact that we don't create our thoughts. They're not our thoughts. The only thing that I am is the ability to be aware of those thoughts. Like mm. if there's a thought and I'm aware of the thought, how the fuck am I the thought if I'm aware of the
0: thought? You, you follow me here? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: I'm I'm not the thought. I get mm. to be aware of thoughts. And then all of a sudden I get to hone in that attention on that thought. Mm. And where I hone in my attention, the energy flows. And that's right. where trust comes. That's where faith in a higher power, a God, a source energy Hmm. Comes because all of a sudden, if I put my energy on that, something's gonna manifest. Because right. if I, if all of a sudden I focus on a bunch of negative thoughts, guess what? That shit's gonna show up in my life mm-hmm. everywhere. Right. If I focus on the on on the positive or, or something that grows or something that like even if even if I focus on like getting on more podcasts, for example, right? If I put that's the thought that comes up, I focus on it. Ideas are gonna come to me, and if I act on those ideas all of a sudden people like you were reaching out to me. That's why I'm on more podcasts today. Sure. You reached out to me though, right? Yeah, correct. And, and, and that naturally started to happen. I had to trust in the product. That's just a simple example. That's that's how, how our entire life is ran. Mm-hmm. If we can just be aware
0: of the thoughts. Oh, I love this, Colton. This is, this is huge information already. We're, on, we're only into two questions already, but I, I want to get into the next one because I think this is actually a crowd pleaser for all the audience who's watching or listening to this right now. Uh, they want to learn from the titans. They, they want to mm-hmm. understand how they've grown and scaled their business. So the question is, Colton, if you could look back at your career thus far and mm-hmm. pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business or changed that took it from one level to the next, yeah. where did you see that? What, what, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So I think if we look at that kind of level one, level two agent, doing less than 20 deals a year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for me, it was, it was, you know, what you really need, do need to focus on the mechanical side of it, the skill okay. set side, the strategy. You need to know, how do you talk with people? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you identify an actual lead? How do you take that lead to an appointment? How do you take that appointment to a signed contract, mm-hmm. that signed contract to an under contract into a paycheck? Cause wow. truthfully, if you're making less than hundred thousand dollars today, you're fucking broke. Like you right. can't live a, a, a very good life. You can live a poor life or a below average life right. at a hundred thousand dollars a year. And so you need cash flow coming into your business. So if it were me, I would, I would do this. A, I would be obsessed at that stage, just setting appointments. How okay. do I get meetings with people? That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two is how do I become an expert at sales and communication? Okay. How do I just become so great? And I would dedicate, you know what? The thought pops up, become great at sales and communication. Mm-hmm. I need to focus time and space where that's my focus. That's on my radar, whether it's, whether it's watching a sales presentation, go to a sales training, investing in a sales coach, I need to get great at sales. And then the third is start to, I would I would more consciously focus on expanding my network, people wow. that I know and just building amazing relationships. And then yeah. when I get to that point, which I've been really blessed with, because this is the part I did do right, sure. um, is I, I leveraged myself. The right way. Step one was through cash flow management. Step okay. two was tax-free wealth. I made sure hmm. that I'm paying as little as possible to the government because their spending habit is horrible, oh, yeah. and that I'm controlling where the money is spent. Um, and and then through that, what happens is all of a sudden I can start to create leveraged residual income. Hmm. Meaning, listen, I, I I need to pay attention to it. But at the same time, I've got the machine working that is long. It's like, imagine if you have a Ferris, or not a Ferris wheel, like a merry-go-round. You know a merry-go-round at the park? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you get like 50 people on that merry-go-round, and you try to push that motherfucker, it's going to be a bit heavy, right? (laughs) But if you get all 50 of you off the side of that merry-go-round, and you get that thing going, and then all of a sudden they hop on the merry-go-round, and that thing's flying, all Mm. you got to do is tap it once in a while. Boom, Mm -hmm. boom, and it keeps the wheel going. That's what you got to do with the of cash flow works Love and it. that the greatest asset, it's like we talked about before the show started, I'm hiring mm-hmm. a 17 year old kid in high school. The greatest asset you can invest in are human resources. Wow. People that will believe in the vision and that they'll create the vision inside of the vision hmm. and they take ownership of it. So that's the part um, that I, I did great at. And then the third part is um, I really, and I learned this slowly, but sure. it was to actually slow down to move faster. Interesting. Um, meaning, the first hour to two hours of my day, I'm in breath work, I'm cold plunging, I'm in meditation, I'm mm. in journal writing mode. Um, like tonight, I'll be finishing my day with an hour and a half of yin yoga, which is a very slow paced yoga, which is amazing, wow. right? Um, and then that, the fourth thing is, I wished I would have surrounded myself with um, people like you, higher level people, sooner, sure. right? And, and invested more into masterminds. And programs quicker. Because, hmm. uh, like, now who I get to network with is freaking crazy. Like, one of my best friends is Brian Kinsella. I just had a good friend of mine, Joshua Smith, speak at my event in, in Dallas. Uh, I've awesome. got to become good friends with Danny Morell, whose company is $40 million a year, right? Hmm. Um, I just really got a, really became a new friend, amazing guy named Luke Ren. And if you don't know Luke Ren, you should get to know him even interviewed. He's not in real estate, but he's the lead trainer for Tony Robbins life and wealth mastery. So he does all the events in Fiji, Marco Island. Hmm. And it's like all of a sudden these type of level of people are coming into my sphere, but I wouldn't have been in that circle if I wouldn't have invested in these programs to get into proximity with a higher level individual and we're going to see that opportunity grow over the next 5 to 10 years wow. as information age grows as as infopreneurship grows um, so that would be the the other thing that I would I would have done quicker so those are about
0: four, four, four or five steps for you. Yeah, no, but Colton, that's awesome. And again, applied knowledge for everybody who's watching or listening to this. And that's the point, whether you're new or seasoned, we should all look at our businesses and, and, and try to apply a lot of this information because these, these are nuggets, everybody. So write that down, pause it, rewind it, reach yeah. out to Colton. Again, I'm going to have all his contact info. So hopefully I'm not blowing up your DM or anything like that, Colton. But this is just uh, killer, killer information. I, I want to shift gears on this particular um, you know, interview right now and go to the tricky part of this series. And it's the challenge question. So Mm -hmm. I always lead into it with every Titan. Like we all have challenges in our life. No one's exempt, whether it's in the past, now we're dealing with it or in the future, we just don't know yet. Everybody has struggle. Everyone has hardship. Now, whether it's personal hardship and struggle or professional Mm -hmm. hardship and struggle, we all deal with it. I'm a believer of it's not so much what happens and I'm not downplaying pain or sorrow, but what we learn from it, how we respond to it and what we can share with others. So Colton, if you're comfortable sharing for sure. a challenge for sure, or man. anything, what's that look like for you? What you overcame? What's your challenge? That sort of thing. I mean, um, it's funny, I
1: heard this funny thing on TikTok the other day that was, um, you know, the mom asked the gal, hey, if you had a shot for every mistake you made in your life, a shot of alcohol for every mistake you made in your life, would you? would you be buzzed? Would you be drunk or would you be wasted? <laughs> And she she looked at the screen, and she said, "Mama, I'd be fucking dead. Yeah. Right. So if we, we look at we look at the, the, the challenges, uh, like if I got a shot for everyone, I'd be fucking dead. In fact, I, I truthfully I'm I'm amazed and surprised and grateful that I'm alive at this far in my life okay,
2: because
1: okay. Um, i have friends that aren't i have friends that aren't alive anymore wow. buddha said pain is guaranteed suffering is the choice
2: mm-hmm.
1: and one of the reasons why i kept falling into these holes is because i chose to suffer right i chose okay. to whatever reason and that's a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah. Um, and that, in fact the reason why i run the mastermind the way i do is mm-hmm. so that i can help people release that suffering and go to that space of bliss. It's not to say you're not gonna have challenges. In fact, when I have a one-on-one call with my mastermind partner I say, hey, you're gonna have a plan for the next 12 months. I want you to be prepared for that plan to get fucked up because it's Mm -hmm. gonna happen. And it's not the plan that's important, it's the planning that you go through so that when it does get fucked up, you're like, all right, here's the opportunity. Right. Be prepared for it, okay? Um, You know, so I've I've had, had several things. I remember. I remember, you know weed was a big problem for me to this sure. to the fact that like i would smoke joints on the drive to go meet with a client right, right. like i'm smoking weed but but one of the, the biggest ones i remember so is i i was going to go on a spiritual experience with a okay. couple of my buddies up in my cabin with mm-hmm. um uh, you know and i for some reason i found a specific formula i thought the formula for spiritual experience involved um smoking a big joint first okay eating four grams of mushrooms second wow. and, and drinking a, a pint of orange juice third. I thought, I thought that was the recipe for a spiritual journey, right? For uh, some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh. turns out it was an incredible experience that I don't ever want to repeat. There but you go. Um, as, we went through, as I went through this experience about a couple hours in, uh, one of the guys that was there um, started just freaking out. He went to a space mm. where he thought he was dying. Wow. And he actually thought our other friend was dead. Okay. So, and, and may I remind you that he got to where we were at, at the cabin by riding a road bike for 26 miles in the middle of August. Wow. And so he's already dehydrated yeah. to get up there. And as he starts to freak out, he begins hiking out of the mountains where my cabin is. Oh, and as boy. he begins to hike out of the, 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 the mountains, um, I remember walking down this trail and I saw like these trees on the side of the road and then this beautiful mountain side of me. And my mind just said, Don't walk towards the light. I was like, Fuck. So I turned around. <laughs> I turned around, started walking the other way. And I was like, Fuck. I see the light still. No matter which way I'm walking, it's, fucking, it's the same view, right? So wow. <laughs> finally, we, we get down to this dirt road. And, um, the guy signals this car and starts talking. And and then the, uh, the sheriff says to him, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the sheriff says to him, you can't get in my car, but I will definitely call in paramedics and life flight for your dead friend. Wow. So now all of a sudden oh, my man. friend, or this guy is with this, signals a fucking car. They call in fucking the sheriff. They call in life flight. I'm in handcuffs. We're all then taken to the ER. Huh. Long story short, I got to show up in front of a judge,
2: hmm.
1: and and it just it just was like, dude, what in the fuck are you doing right That's now? Crazy, and it, you know it's really crazy today. Greg is a lot of people are using psilocybin ayahuasca peyote like it's a very common thing sure and I think it can be a good I think it. I think in the right set and setting can be powerful but this is how I was doing my life on a regular basis okay and it was the beginning of a wake-up call for me to realize listen like you need to start to get your shit together
2: okay
1: um and then then probably about a two years later is when it really hit me because I still didn't wake up at this point it was the beginning Okay, is okay. it was February. I remember February, uh, I found out a good friend of mine, uh, was diagnosed with stomach cancer. <sighs> so he's 39 years old. Mm. He's a couple million a year.
2: Mm-hmm. Got a
1: nice, he's got the Ferrari, the Porsche, sick house, everything's okay. go awesome. Right. And then by, by July 10th, he went from 190 something pounds to 95 pounds and he passed away. <sighs> and, wow. um, hmm. It just hit me like a ton of bricks it's like dude you're going to die one day between now and then what do mm-hmm. you want to do before you die
2: Wow.
1: first thing for me was like i wanted to get healthy and so okay. that was the start of my shift and that was only 2016 that i really made this shift like money was not a problem great
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. success financially was not a problem right But being fulfilled and making a difference and Hmm. being able to wake up addicted to my life, not having to drug myself out every day, it was in that moment when I could start to face my fears, when I could start to face the pains Hmm. that I was avoiding. Because here's what happened, it's a shame factor.
2: Okay. People
1: people will end up, and this is universal. People have this identity of shame that they believe they're not good enough.
2: Hmm. That's
1: the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is, I did a bad thing. Shame is, I am a bad thing. Hmm. And so we're creating this identity of, I'm not. And so as we get older, we have the expressiveness of social media. We have this belief of what we should be as a perception to society, whether it's our parents, our church, our followers, our community. And so we tend to adapt and become pleasers Hmm. to create that. And to deal with the pain, we find the addiction. Here's the one of four ways people deal with the shame. A, they hurt someone else physically, hmm. clear to the point of murder. We see that very common in our society today. Mass shootings, wow, yeah. murder, it's everywhere. The other way is they, they hurt themselves to the point of suicide. Hmm. Look at our suicide rate, today, rate right. today, it's going through the roof. The third way that we deal with it, and it's very common in women, is we withdraw. We just hmm. get away from everyone and we just be by ourselves. And wow. then the fourth way is we become actually addicted to some sort of vice. It's food, it's drugs, it's alcohol, it's, it's, it's prescriptions, it's even working out or the appeal. Sure. Like Jackie Joyner Kersee, Kersey is a prime example. She was the fastest woman in the world, mm. dead in her 40s by a heart attack. And she was supposedly healthy, right. right? It's because we become addicted to some certain thing with the identity of our ego to be the certain perception. So wow. for me, when I could actually break that and realize I don't need to be just like you asked that question earlier, what's my why? It's because yeah. I fucking can. And right. because I choose to. And I don't fucking care what anyone thinks about why or how or, <laughs> or, or, or doing it the right way. It's because I fucking can. And I'm going to do it.
0: Um, I mean, Colton, that, that to me, I mean, thanks for opening up. It's not easy to do to air stuff out in front of everybody, but obviously it's, it's not, it's not something that you shy away from, which I I can feel that. And I love it because there's so many people out there that are dealing with all so many different issues and and things, challenges that they're overcoming or dealing with right now. And and they're, they're listening or watching a, a professional like you. And they're saying, wow, you know, look at everything that Colton's been through and all the challenges and struggles and, and you know, everything that he's accomplished in his life to now and you didn't let it stop you, man. I mean, you had that epiphany, you had that thought process with your friend dying so young and, you know, having everything there. And I think that if we could all take a look at ourselves and look at that and say, let's not wait for something really bad to happen to us to a friend or a family member, let's literally look at our life and see and become the best version of ourselves and, and whatever that may be. And have that balance of, of life and family, religion, health, and, and, and finance the whole nine. But uh, you know, taking that more uh, proactive instead of reactive thought process, because yeah. so many of us are just reactive, you know, we go through our lives and it's like, Oh, okay, I'm unhealthy. The doctor says I have to take, take pills for my cholesterol. It's like, Check why don't that. you just work out more? Why don't you yeah. just stop eating cheeseburgers, you know, 10 Why times? Why don't you a week? start
1: drinking? I mean, my thing is full of today is apple kale, ginger, lemon, it's celery okay. <laughs> juice, it's salt water, it's right. You know what I mean it's putting those things into your 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 vehicle because I here's the other thing, just like we talked about thoughts. Yeah, I'm not my body. Like th- this hand is not my fucking hand, Greg. Hmm. It's a vehicle that the awareness my essence is inside of traveling on this physical experience. So I want to travel on this spirit experience for quite a bit. Like I like it here. I love my kids. I love my family. I love doing this. So let's take care of the gifts that I've been given. And then let's give those gifts to other folks, to other people.
0: I love it, Colton. Hey, and I'm glad that you're giving everything you're giving to the audience and myself. This is an amazing conversation. I love it. So um, I want to shift gears to a slightly softer question because that one can get a little touchy for some people, but I love what you said. I think it was brilliant and beautiful that you shared that. But this is actually one of my favorite questions that I ask every Titan that comes out um, on this particular show, and it's the travel back in time question. Now, this question isn't designed for you to say, well, if I could go back in time, I would change this and I would Mm -hmm. stop myself from doing something or the other. It's more of, if you could go back in your mind and your thought process, right? Cause no one has a time machine like Doc Brown and back to the future. But if yeah. we look at it, except for Doc Brown, but if we look at it, what would you say to your younger self? What piece of advice would you give at any age if it was a year ago or if it was, you know, 25 years ago,
1: what would yeah, you say? This is, a, this is a great question. I actually do this all the time. So There's a great book. um, I think it's called Mind Power for the 21st Century. I can't remember the name. John Kehoe, I think, is the author. Amazing book. I I was in one of my masterminds I was in. He was one of the guests and just blew my mind with the idea of quantum reality, Mm -hmm. which I truly believe is how we're living. It's not one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals eight, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't fucking know how it happens. Like, I don't know how this thing streaming through the internet thing works, but it's working. (laughs) All right. Right. And even like the smartest person on the planet can try to fucking explain it. They don't really fucking know how sure. it's working. You know what I mean? It's what they they're know told
0: by someone else who right. kind of knows. It's, it's,
1: yeah. Exactly. Right. 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 So, so we look at this in this idea of quantum reality. My belief is is that the future, the present, and the present and the past are all happening simultaneously. Okay. And it's hard to wrap mind around that if there's a new concept to you. So one of the things I discovered actually that, that I worked on with my mastermind partners is to heal your past in this present moment hmm. by going back through breathwork and visualization and seeing a moment in time where you felt a painful experience. Hmm. And you can't change that painful experience, but you can be there as your present self, giving love and support and encouragement and energy to that, to that past self. Okay? Yeah. So in a nutshell, for me, is I would just tell my past self, I love you, I'm here for you, and mm-hmm. everything turns out okay. Just be present and patient. Wow, and if, if that concept is true that I'm doing this to my past self, guess what's happening in my challenges of this moment when I have one in this moment? My future self is doing that to me as well. I actually believe where a lot of our epiphanies come from or ideas um, actually come from our future self whispering it to us.
0: Ah, that's great, Colton. I never really thought of it that way or looked at it that way, but I, I, I would agree. You know, we have so many aha moments or epiphanies, as you said, and, and thought processes. And, and again, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thought to kind of go through and say, "Hey, you know, maybe that is my future self." Uh, you know, we, we had a Titan on the on the episode on this particular series out of New York, and um, very similar thought process to what you had just said. And it was really interesting because he would go to his younger self and he'd say, "Hey, you know what?" I'd pull up in, in, uh, in a in a stretch car and that sort of thing. And I'd, I'd look at my younger self full of pimples, all this stuff. And he'd see my suits and the success. And he said, just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be all right. Just, just yeah. keep, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things where you look at it and you'd say that to your younger self, but so many of us need to say that to ourselves today, right? Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. It's going to be all right. I mean, I think that that's beautiful advice. I mean, if you're putting the time in, you're doing the work, your mindset's right, surround yourself with great people, keep doing it. It's going to be all right. Um, right. and again, that's not just for your younger self. That's for everybody who's watching or listening to this right now, myself included. Uh, yeah, I, that's why I love that question. I think it's great. It, it's it's so have you
1: seen that sense. new movie with the about Mr. the Mr. Rogers with a, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? I have haven't with Tom
0: yet? Hanks. I haven't yet. Yeah, so there's list. this
1: cool part in it, I saw it, and there's this cool part in it where um, talking about how do we become better parents. In fact, he was interviewed on Oprah years and years ago talking about how do we become a better parent. And he says, I think the, the way we become better parents is to remember what it was like when we were children. And so doing these actual exercises of remembering, listen, like things were challenging as children. Like you're yeah. not sure what these emotions are, how to process everything. Like I look at my six-year-old, well, she's seven now, you know, I, I got wow. divorced about a year and a half ago. Like okay. I can't even imagine what she was going through. Then. And then I started thinking, holy shit, remember when you spilled red punch on the carpet? Remember when this happened? And then, then it's like when you can revisit those past experiences and perceive them in a, in a in light of support and love, that's, that heals a piece in you. Wow. And as you do that, you show up better for your children. You show up better for the relationships, the people that are important in your life. I think it's probably one of the most powerful activities that a human can do is to reshape their past. Here's, here's the truth. Yeah, I can't change the past. You and I both know that. There's right. three ways that we create our future. One is we have a vision of the future, we, we hold on to it, and we, we mix it with a, a, an emotion of wonder and awe and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Second way we do that is we do something fucking different right now a new action, something we're not used to because that creates a new pattern and a new history for us. But mm-hmm. the third way is because our history really does perpetuate our future is we go back into the past and we see a speci- specific experience mm-hmm. and we re perceive that experience in a different way.
2: Wow. In
1: fact, science today shows that 50% of our memories are actually wrong. We, we, we viewed it differently than it actually happened. Hmm. So fuck, just go back in time and view it differently and make it up, but make it up in a way that feels full of love and joy and positive emotion. And all of a sudden that's what starts to create every day in your life.
0: Uh, Colton, these are huge takeaways, man. This is think fantastic. Think this. love think this dialogue. This,
1: Greg. How many people are waking up, and I know the statistics about 80% today, okay. wake up with their cell phone in the hand, they turn their email, their social media, their sure. stuff, right? And First they, thing. And, and, right. So, but guess what? They, they tend to have more stress in their life.
2: Mm-hmm. In
1: fact, today, statistically, about 70% of Americans are obese. Here's what's crazy. 67% of them say they're eating healthy. Someone's hmm. fucking lying to themselves. Right? right. But those are the numbers. But why it's because that's what they wake up and they focus on. So imagine this in the last 24 hours, Greg, did something make you smile or laugh?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. So what if the first thing you get up is you remember three things in the previous 24 hours that made you smile or laugh, Hmm. and then you replay that in your head. Now, all of a sudden, that's what you're training your brain and your mind and your perception to perceive throughout your day.
0: Hmm. That's brilliant. I mean, but it's, it's super simple, Colton, but if you look at it, it's absolutely brilliant. And and that's a part of the, the mind training and proper thought process. Most people are not wired this way. Our culture and society is wired the opposite in a lot of instances. Sure. So this is work. This is, this is being surrounded by other people. You weren't born with that thought process. You just spit out. You, you had people or an influence or something, or it just popped into your head as you were evolving as a person, intellectually, um, you know, spiritually, health-wise, and this is how, how we do it. But I think that if more of us were just open to, uh, to be more sponge like and just learn from mm-hmm. great people such as yourself and just listen, right? We're, we're always yeah. so busy and self involved in our own worlds and we want to share our stories. Yeah. Just listen to others and take advantage of that opportunity and you can learn from so many people. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Everything you're saying, Colton, is just uh, amazing. You know what's
1: crazy about that is the more I started listening to others and absorbing from them, is the moment more people started asking me my story right mm. like there's that stage where we want to tell our story that's yeah. narcissistic sure i tell my story because i'm asked about it yes on a regular basis and we we're here to listen and great salespeople, people great leaders they're great listeners they ask great questions not only to others but to themselves mm-hmm. and they shut up and fucking listen to the answers they stop trying to spit out the solutions all the time. Hmm.
0: I, I think it's really, this is Colton. This is amazing. I can I keep talking to you all day long. I know you got a strict schedule, so I want to keep to it. But so I want to shift gears to the, the next question. And this one um, is actually another crowd pleaser for, for everybody. And we're just got two left. So this one is the feeding of the mind question. So when it comes down to it, a lot of the viewers, subscribers, whether they're watching. Dude, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm okay for a minute, like oh. 10 extra minutes if you need. So oh, you Okay, need, cool. All
0: right. This is ahead. great. Everybody appreciates this. Colton is a super busy guy. So I, I just really want to make sure we soak all this up. Um, so this this one is the feeding the mind portion. So that I lead into it because everybody wants to know how the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're really growing and expanding. And you've, you've said so many beautiful things already, but if we could look at it this way, Books you're reading or read, which you already mentioned one podcast you're listening to, influencers, coaches, or above and beyond that, how are you feeding your mind, Mm -hmm. Cole?
1: Well, first of all, before I feed my mind, I feed my soul, okay, Okay. and I connect with my soul. And unfortunately, a lot of us we cut that lifeline off Hmm. through our identity and our ego. Sure. Um, So that's my first thing is I make sure I light my shit up from the inside out, Hmm. okay. Second thing is I become aware a really cool book is called The, the Net and the Butterfly. I can't okay. remember who the author is off the top of my head. The Net and the Butterfly.
2: Okay.
1: And in that book, it talks about the focused mind and the meandering mind or the wandering mind. Hmm. And the idea is, is here's where I got stuck is I become I became almost addicted to to personal growth, personal development. Okay. That become like I just was doing the work all the time. And a really great friend of mine, she said to me, and she's an amazing, amazing person, psychotherapist, ran an amazing rehab company for 30 years, helping women with schizophrenia and addictions, right? Like just crazy, crazy cool gal. She said to me, Cole, I don't know anyone that has worked on themselves as much as you.
2: Hmm. Go
1: to the meandering mind and let the work do the work. Okay, so wow. so I obviously read books. I journal write. In fact, one of my things that I have, I, I created this. It's called the. Um, see if I can open it up. It's called the I Love My Life Journal. Okay, oh, that's great. So there's there's activity that I do every single morning to prime myself and, and declarations and and do my smart day. So I clear my outcomes for the day. Hmm. So I do that, but then I consciously schedule time for me to do nothing. Okay, time for, for things to just show up in my life, mm-hmm. whether that's, hey, I'm going to just go sit at the coffee shop and see what happens and just start talking with people, or I'm going to schedule time to just uh, go to, to, to like yin yoga, right? Like that's time for me to just like let mm-hmm. free and, and, and unwind, or I'll go on a walk by myself, mm-hmm. or I'll just like, especially if I get a little bit overwhelmed, if that ever happens, I will literally cancel my next appointment. I don't care what it is, Right. is. I'll just leave my phone and I'll go do something. So I give myself more time. To just let the work do the work if wow. that makes sense it does. and um, it's been really really powerful because our, our unconscious mind which is the nervous system it's not the brain it's the entire body is is set up to be a machine that whatever we program to do it's gonna go and create it hmm. and um, if we are always in that focused mind which is important to be there but if we're always there it's like it's like, you remember those little race cars that like you would terse the thing. It's like, whing, 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 and they would just yes. zoom across the floor, right? For sure. But if you twisted it too far, that spring in there would break. Mm-hmm. We're the same way. If we twist, if we're always there, we're cranking ourselves up. We're going to snap. And you're seeing it happen today. Like oh, here's yeah. an example. We look at real estate Titans. You go to a Keller Williams family reunion. Hmm. Uh, they did one in New Orleans last year. You show up at a mega camp in 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 uh, Austin, or you go to a Mike Ferry event production retreat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: After the event, where's everyone at? Majority of people are getting slammed. They're getting right. hammered. They're getting wasted. Mm-hmm. And I know because I've been there. I fucking sure. been to those events. Okay, yeah. and that's because there's we're getting us so wound up in this achiever style that we're not letting ourselves just have some freaking freedom to just be and to just exist it's crazy what it happens when you do that shit comes uh, yeah. together when you when you put that in your life
0: well i I, th- I love the way that you mentioned that colton because you started with you know feeding your soul and i think having that portion of balance is crucial you're feeding your soul but then you're educating your mind and obviously feeding it with different audio video you know text formats yeah. journaling i think that all that's that's perfect um, having those conversations and traveling around I mean there's so many different ways to consume it and then the marketplaces and your team and, and through all that there's so much but the fact that you take the time you schedule that time for you and you know your boundaries so as you said you know when that yep. thing is just about to snap and you just let off yep. it you let off it yep. you understand what yep. it takes and then you can wind that thing right back up and let it launch again
1: yeah and there's yep. times when you do need to wind it up when you want to go all in and focus on it right? and it's just ebb and flow of it um your great book to read is a guy a guy named keith cunningham wrote a book the road less stupid Hmm. and it's all about like when you schedule that time away make sure that you go in with a handful of questions that you're asking yourself too Hmm. and and be constantly asking yourself newer and different questions and when you do that you might not get any solutions from you might not get anything from it sure just take the data and then pick out what sticks out for you. But if you don't schedule that time to do that, which most people, especially level three agents, we talked about doing that 150K a year, right. they are, they, they bought, they, they, they started to make more money than they're used to uh-huh. growing up. Now, all of a sudden they spent that money on shit, li- uh, liabilities, taking money out of their pocket. And they're just trying to answer doors and, and calls and do things just to pay the bills yep. and to keep the facade. I'm successful. Right. behind the scenes they're fucking bleeding man like they are miserable they're stressed their sex sucks with their wife yeah. they're freaking overweight they're what you know and this, sure. that's the reality of it um so you got you gotta create that space to do that here's another thing i would recommend too yeah yeah uh for the men and the women out there men Go study the core of masculine energy because it's Hmm. so fucking confusing in our world today, especially in the modern society and women go study the core of the feminine energy, men, you're here. And the masculine is purposeful. Be direct, be to the point, be decisive. Don't be an emotional little bitch, right? Women, you are a bit of a a chaotic emotional storm and that's okay. Embrace that you're here. You're the creative fact. I believe God's a woman, man. I believe God is the <laughs> feminine energy because it's the so space down. of creation. <laughs> sure, but learn how to use your core energy as an advantage in your life, and all of a sudden, the relationships around you will take off to another level. There'll wow. be more respect in your life. Mm. There'll be more fulfillment in your core. You'll wow. have way hotter fucking sex with with your lovers. Right. you are you'll have more help. Like it's ridiculous, and so mm. I think we're really confusing society because we don't know on what core feminine and core masculine is. And it's becoming a challenge for men and women today
0: yeah i i mean but you you hit that really well because everybody has strengths and weaknesses coming down to it and and we have to play to our strengths understand our weaknesses and and go for it and and live that that full you know life that comes down so i mean all that stuff is really great colton and i'm gonna have a list as always in the comments down below so everybody can feed your mind very similar to this man is um or or again as always reach out to colton for sure but it was there any other books or podcasts or anything colton i didn't want to cut you short
1: Geez, Louise, let's, I mean, I would pay attention to Ed Milat. What he's doing is really cool. I think he's really genuine with what he's doing. Okay. Um. I think that's, I mean, that's who I'm really most focused on. But a lot of what I do, and Luke Wren, Luke Wren, I'd really pay attention close to Luke Wren right now. He's cool okay. guy.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So again, I'll have links and comments so everybody you can feed your mind that same way. So Colton, I want to wrap this up with a final question. This has been chock full of just amazing takeaways, real truthful, honest answers. I feel like I, I'm hanging out with you, my friend. It's, it's a great experience. I love this. And anybody who's around this guy, they're very lucky if they're face to face with him, there's no doubt. Uh, so this last question ends up being a quote or a mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for Colton Lindsay?
1: Ooh, man. I, mean, I think there's probably two that stick out. One is make a difference. And then okay. two is presence and patience. Hmm. That's beautiful. Make a difference and presence and patience.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it sums you up perfectly to me. And again, everything that you've been stating and going through. And there, there's no doubt in my mind why you've had the success and the impact that you've had in the community thus far and continue to do so. Um, it's, it's been an honor, Colton, and again, to, to call you a friend and you are an official real estate titan. So uh, thanks oh, so much, Colton. It's an honor, my friend. So, Thank you much, Everybody out there, as always, thanks so much for your time, and attention, your love, and support. Uh, if you like what we're doing here for Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.